We're going to turn for our scripture reading. Uh, it's found in First uh, Samuel chapter 7. First Samuel chapter 7 in the Old Testament. And we're going to read some verses from verse 9 of First um, Samuel chapter 7. And we'll read together uh, the word of God. Your pastor was reminding me that it was um, Philip Johnson and myself apparently sang a duet at the opening of the church here. Now we're not going to uh, not going to uh, weary you with that this morning, that's for sure. Uh, but uh, that's bringing back very old memories and uh, of a long time ago, that's for sure. I don't think it ever was repeated very much after that, so it mustn't have been very good on the day. But nevertheless, that's what, as it was. So um, let's read together God's word this morning. That's just a wee humorous thing I thought of there uh, as I look back. First Samuel chapter 7 and verse 9. Samuel took a sucking lamb and offered it for a burnt offering, holy unto the Lord. And Samuel cried unto the Lord for Israel, and the Lord heard him. And as Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to battle against Israel. But the Lord thundered with a great thunder on that day upon the Philistines and discomforted them, and they were smitten before Israel. And the men of Israel went out at Mizpeh and pursued the Philistines and smote them until they came under Bethkar. Then Samuel took a stone and set it between Mizpeh and Shen, and called the name of it Ebenezer, saying, Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. So the Philistines were subdued, and they came no more into the coast of Israel. And the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. Amen. And may God add his own blessing to his precious word. We'll bow briefly for prayer and ask the Lord for his particular help as we turn to his word this morning. Lord, we thank you for your presence with us. We praise you for your promise that you've given, that where two or three are gathered together in your name, there am I in the midst of them. And so we bless you for your gracious presence here in our gathering this morning and in our midst. We thank you for the words of hymns we have just been singing and through which we've been able to worship you, Lord, and just now, Father, we thank thee for your word that we've been able to read together, even publicly. For we're very aware, Lord, that there are places throughout our world today where that cannot be done for fear of persecution. And we pray for people in places like that, Lord. But we are so grateful that we live in a place where there is such freedom to um, read about the gospel and also to proclaim that gospel of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Now, Father, we ask your special blessing as we turn to your word. We thank you, your promise, that you would help us. And we pray for that help just now for pulpit and each and every one in the pew as well. And we pray this morning, Lord, that you will have your way, that the word of God will go forth out of your mouth, for that's the only word that will not return void. So we pray in Jesus' name that you will now take over and take control you know, Lord, what you want to say to us. You know the needs of all our hearts and lives and situations and circumstances. Thou dost know, Lord, what you want to say and how you want us to respond. We pray that as a result, Lord, we might leave this house better than we arrived because we met with the Lord through thy word. So hear our prayer just now, we pray, and undertake for us 
In Jesus' precious name, amen. Now we pick up the uh, life of Samuel here uh, in the nation of Israel. And we do that at a place called Mizpah. We read about that there a moment ago. That was a place where Samuel comes into the public life of the nation. It was also a place where uh, national repentance and spiritual revival happened in the nation as well. And Misby was a place where victory was obtained over the power of the enemy nation called the Philistines. But we notice in the reading together we had this morning that Misby was a place of memorial. Because we read there in verse 12 that Samuel took a stone and he set it between Misby and Shen and called the name of it Ebenezer, saying, Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. We're not sure where Shen is, actually. It's pretty unknown, but it means the tooth and probably was some prominent sharp rock or crag, which was quite near, quite near to Mispe. Uh, that's for sure. So Samuel sets up this stone between Mispe and this rock, wherever it was and whatever it was, and he engraves it with this Hebrew word, uh, Ebenezer, uh, meaning literally a stone of help or as translated in our own Bibles, a hitherto hath the Lord helped us. Now the setting up of stones to commemorate significant events had always been a part of the national culture amongst the Israelites. For example, Jacob, um, one of the early ancestors of the Israelites, uh, he practiced it. He set up a stone of pillars, uh, stone pillars as a memorial to his meeting with God at Bethel. We discover that in Genesis 28 and 18 to 22. There are other places he did that as well, but we'll not take time to mention those this morning. We notice Joshua as well practiced the setting up of stones as a memorial. Twelve stones are set in the midst of Jordan as a permanent memorial to God leading Israel through the Jordan River, crossing over into the Promised Land. We discover that in Joshua chapter 4 and verse 9. But here in our reading today, we have Samuel practicing the setting up of a stone. And it was a very significant thing for him to do. It was to serve as a permanent memorial to how God had wonderfully helped his people Israel to this point and an encouragement for them to continue to trust God for the future. It was the founder of the China Inland Mission, Hudson Taylor, and he had a plaque and that plaque displayed Ebenezer and also Jehovah Jireh. And that plaque was on his desk. And together these two words say, The Lord has helped us to this point, And he will see to it from now on. That's what Samuel was saying in setting up the Ebenezer stone at Mispay. The Lord has helped us. To this point, and he will see to it from now on. And for generations to come, every time God's people looked at the stone Ebenezer, they were reminded of just that. Let's take a little closer look at Ebenezer to find out why it was appropriate for Samuel to erect the memorial stone. And also to identify uh, what Ebenezer reminded God's people of and see the relevance of that to you here in New Buildings today as you look back 
and also as you look forward uh, with God's help and in his will. First of all, it was a reminder of the faithfulness of God, a reminder of the faithfulness of God. As Samuel and Israel look back on the life of the nation, they remembered God's great faithfulness to his redeemed people. And therefore, erecting the stone was a memorial to that. For example, there was the patience of the Lord's faithfulness. As a nation, Israel had always been, uh, um, hadn't always been, should I say, faithful in their relationship with God. Time and time again, we read of them, and I quote here, The children of Israel remembered not the Lord their God, who had delivered them out of the hands of their enemies on every side. And in the context of 1 Samuel here, the people of God had turned to idolatry. They were embracing the gods of the nations, therefore committing spiritual adultery, neglecting their relationship with the Lord. They were defeated by their enemies instead of getting victory over them. There were times when God could have cut them off in judgment and allowed their enemies to destroy them altogether. However, despite the ups and downs that there were in the relationship of his his people with God, God remained faithful and patient and loving in working with them and in helping them to this point. Samuel erected the memorial stone as a reminder to Israel of the faithfulness of God in his dealings and working with them patiently despite the ups and downs in their journey and in their relationship with him. Now for those of us who are Christians this morning, we too can think of times when our relationship with the Lord could be described as sort of up and down a bit too, for one reason or another. But here this morning we are like Samuel, we can raise our Ebenezer because God has been so faithful and patient, loving us and forgiving us and working with us. We're reminded in Psalm 103, 8 to 11, these wonderful words I often quote in prayer myself, the Lord is merciful and gracious and plenteous in mercy, and he will not always chide, and neither will he keep his anger forever, and he hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor hath rewarded us according to our iniquity. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. So they were very, they were mindful of the faithfulness of the Lord and faithfulness of the Lord in his patience toward them. Secondly, there was the practicality of the Lord's faithfulness and the memorial stone reminded them of that. There were many times when God's people Israel had been in a tight corner. The Bible actually describes it in these words, at wit's end corner. Not knowing what to do, not having the wisdom or the power to do anything, and yet they experienced the faithfulness of the Lord helping them in practical ways, as if the Lord rolled up his sleeves, as it were, and got stuck in to actually help them. For example, there was a time when the forefathers of the people of Samuel's day And they were coming from Egypt, confronted with the Red Sea before them, the mountains in every side of them, the Egyptian army pursuing them, and they're at wit's end corner. But God was faithful 
in helping them in a very practical way, making a way when there was no way through the sea. Then there was the wandering of their forefathers in the wilderness for 40 years. Yet God was faithful in helping them in practical ways for all of that time as well. Deuteronomy 2 and 7 we read, For the Lord thy God blessed thee in all the works of thy hand. He knoweth thy walking through this great wilderness. These forty years the Lord thy God has been with thee, and thou hast lacked nothing. We read in Deuteronomy 29 and 5, I have led you forty years in the wilderness. Your clothes are not waxen old upon you. Thy shoe is not waxen old upon your feet. So Samuel raises his Ebenezer stone as a reminder of the practicality of the Lord's faithfulness over so many years. And every time they looked at it, they were reminded of that. Now I'm sure we can look back, and I don't know how many years you can look back, but I know how many I can look back, and I'll tell you a wee bit about that tonight, I think, in the service. But I'm sure as you look back, you can see the Lord's faithfulness in helping you in practical ways over those years. You've proved that as a congregation, but you've also proved that as individual members of the congregation. God has intervened when we found ourselves at some wit's end corner. He provided finance, or he gave strength. He has answered a prayer, or several prayers, or many prayers. He has given grace for a trial. He has closed or he's opened a door. He has supplied a need. He has protected, perhaps, in an accident. He has provided a home. He has fed with food. He has provided clothes. He has raised it out of a sickbed. He has helped us in an exam or maybe in a job interview or to get work or something like that. And we can raise our Ebenezer because we can say, Hitherto, the Lord has been so faithful in helping us in so many practical ways. Perhaps there's someone this morning who is at wit's end corner in your circumstances of life just now. Ebenezer is a reminder that hitherto the Lord has helped you. You proved the faithfulness of the Lord hitherto, so far. Don't give up. Continue to hold on to him and trust him, for he is faithful. Psalm 36 and 5, thy faithfulness reaches to the clouds. Lamentations 3 and 23, great is thy faithfulness and new are thy mercies every morning. So Ebenezer was reminding the nation of Israel of the the, the practicality of the Lord's faithfulness, of the patience of the Lord's faithfulness, but also of the periods of the Lord's faithfulness. In the history of Israel, God's people had gone through some very difficult periods. But in the context of recent years, after the arrival of Samuel the prophet on the scene, there was a period whenever the pagan Philistines defeated Israel, the people of God. The Philistines stole what's known as the Ark of the Covenant, And the Ark of the Covenant of God's ancient people was a symbol of God's presence in the midst of his people. And the Philistines took that to their own land. We read about that in 1 Samuel chapter 4. It was a very, very dark period, which resulted in much bloodshed. But worse than that, 
It resulted in the people of God being without any obvious sign of the presence of God. Now, in their midst, that was gone. There was no obvious sign that God was present with them anymore. It was gone. It had been stolen. It was a very dark period indeed. It seemed the enemy was flooding the land of Israel. After seven months of the Ark of the Covenant being away, the Philistines decide to return the Ark to Israel. And you would think and expect it would result in renewed blessing and great celebration. But sadly, the opposite happened. Because we discover in 1 Samuel 5-6, to after the initial excitement when they saw the Ark coming back to Israel, tragedy struck. And 50,000 people in a town called Bethshemesh died. Another very dark period. Because of fear and unbelief, the people at Bethshemesh sent the ark away again and remained in the house of a man called Abinadab for over 20 years. Had God forgotten to be faithful when the, when the nation seemed to be bereft of his presence? Had God forgotten to be faithful when the enemy seemed to be advancing in the land and, the, and, it, wa- and, the, and it was? Had God forgotten to be faithful when everything seemed to be going wrong and life turned upside down for God's people? Had God forgotten to be faithful when there were many questions but there didn't seem to be any obvious answers as far as the people of God were concerned? The truth is that even in periods when it seemed that everything was going against God's people, And they couldn't understand why everything was going against them. The people of God could still raise their Ebenezer and say, Hitherto the Lord hath helped us. Because God remained faithful in every period that they encountered. The good and the bad. The easy and the hard. The joyful and the sad. The dark and the bright. The discouraging and the encouraging. Every time they looked at Ebenezer, it reminded them of the faithfulness of God in all of those periods. I'm sure many of us this morning can look back and we all go through periods when it's difficult to understand why some things happen. Periods when, quite honestly, we are tempted to question the presence of God Because there's no visible, tangible sign or evidence of it. Periods whenever it seems like in our land these days the enemy has come in like a flood with a determination to remove God from society. If that was possible, thank God it's not. But God remains faithful to his people in every period that we face. We can therefore raise our Ebenezer and say, Hitherto the Lord hath helped us. In Psalm 119, verse 75, the psalmist said, I know, O Lord, that thy judgments are right, and that thou in faithfulness hast afflicted me. We just never know what sort of period of affliction any of us might have to pass through. As we all face the future with all its uncertainties in the world that you and I live in, But we do know this, that the Lord who has been faithful in every period of the journey of his ancient people 
will be faithful to you and me too. Yesterday, we used to sing this wee chorus. Uh, We've moved on from singing these wee choruses now. Yesterday, God helped me. Today, he did the same. How long will this continue? Forever praise his name. And the memorial was a reminder to the faithfulness of God. Every time they looked at it, they were reminded of his patience. They were reminded of his practicality. They were reminded of all the periods that God had somehow undertaken for them and remained faithful. And as a congregation, you can do that this morning. And you can raise your Ebenezer and say, hitherto the Lord has helped us. Why? Because he's been faithful. Secondly, the Ebenezer's son was a reminder to Israel of a meeting with the Lord. There's the faithfulness of the Lord. But secondly, a reminder of a meeting with the Lord. As I mentioned at the, just at the beginning, stones had always been erected as a memorial uh, by people who had met with the Lord. Uh, Joshua, uh, Jacob was one at Bethel. He met with God um, on his way to Uncle Laban's and he raised the stone as to, memor- as to that place. Uh, Joshua as well is another example met with God at the Jordan River to the promised land and he erects those 12 stones as a memorial of that in Joshua 4 and 19 to 24. And here in 1 Samuel 7, Israel had a meaningful meeting with God at Mizpah and a stone was erected as a memorial to that. And every time the children of Israel looked at this stone, they were reminded that it was at at Mizpah. They had a meeting with God that was very personal, it was very definite, it was very powerful, it was very meaningful. 1 Samuel 7, 5-6 tells us about it. Samuel said, Gather all Israel to Mizpah, and I will pray for you unto the Lord. And they gathered together to Mizpah and drew water poured it out before the Lord, fasted on that day and said, There, we have sinned against the Lord. And Samuel indeed, uh, Samuel judged the children of Israel in, in, in Mizpah. We discover in verse 9, Samuel took a sucking lamb and offered it for a burnt offering holy unto the Lord. And Samuel cried unto the Lord for Israel, and the Lord heard him. So Israel, get the picture here, Israel gathers before the Lord. They're confessing their sin. Samuel offers a sacrifice. Samuel cries to the Lord in prayer. The Lord helps by hearing his prayer, forgiving the sin of the people and saving them from the Philistines. Because we read there in verse 10 that, that uh, the Philistine drew near to battle, but the Lord thundered a great, a great thunder on the day upon the Philistines and discomforted them, and they were smitten before Israel. Now, this was a very significant moment which was to be etched in the mind and heart of the people of Israel. And the stone of, of Ebenezer was a permanent reminder of that sacred place, that sacred moment. When they met with God afresh through the sacrifice offered by Samuel and his intercessions on their behalf. The stone was also a reminder of the positive change which resulted from their meeting with the Lord. 
We read there in verse 11, the men of Israel went out of Mispah and pursued the Philistines and smote them until they came under Bethgar. And for decades, the Philistines had defeated Israel and had taken their cities. Now Israel is no longer living in fear of those enemies, but living in victory over them. And it resulted from a meeting with God where the sacrifice was offered. Friends, this morning it's good to be able to look back on the journey of life to a place where you and I have a personal and meaningful meeting with God. A meeting with God through the sacrifice of Jesus, who didn't offer up an animal as Samuel had to offer up, but he offered up himself as a sacrifice to God for sin on the cross. And God saves us from the Philistine of sin, which is out to destroy you and me. All of us, by nature, are away from God because of the Philistine of sin and self there is in our hearts, and that's there by nature. We need to be born again. We need to be converted for that Philistine to be defeated, that you and I might live in victory over it instead of living living in defeat under it. And it happens only by you and I calling on God, repenting of sin and by faith, believing that Jesus died for sin, arose from the dead and inviting him into the heart and life, trusting him to bring us to God who can forgive us, who can save us, and who can above all give us eternal life. And it's a meeting with God which takes place at a definite spot. That could be at a bedside. Uh, That could be a church pew. That could be a mission hall. That could be somewhere else. But it's a place we remember which is marked with a stone of faith as a memorial of the place where we met with God. I can take you to the place where I met with God. The actual place, uh, building is no longer there. It was blown up many years ago. But the spot of earth where that little building was standing is still there. And as I go past it, I know that's the place where I met with God. And I'll tell you a bit more about that tonight, I think. I trust that all of us this morning can look back to a place which reminds you of the place that you met with God and you got saved by faith in Jesus Christ. A definite place where there was a definite moment which brought a definite change in the direction, not just for life, but above all for eternity. And this morning you can raise an Ebenezer and you can say, hitherto the Lord has helped me. Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful day, day I will never forget. After I'd wandered in darkness away, Jesus, my Savior, I met. Oh, what a tender, compassionate friend, he met the need of my heart. Shadows dispelling with joy, I'm telling, he made all the darkness to depart. Born of the Spirit, I have life from above, into God's family divine. I'm justified freely through Calvary's love. Oh, what a standing is mine. And the transaction so quickly was made. 
when as a sinner I came, took of the proffer of grace he did offer, he saved me. Oh, praise his dear name. Perhaps there are some of us who cannot raise that Ebenezer this morning because there's a measure of doubt. There's a real measure of doubt when it comes to recollecting a place where you had a real meeting with God, you came to Jesus Christ and you got saved. Some can have a recollection of a Christian home or parent, and that's a wonderful thing, usually. Someone can have a recollection of a First Communion or a Confirmation. Someone can have a recollection of a Sunday school. Some can have a recollection of a profession of faith at some point in life, but there's no clear recollection of a personal mispay where sin was confessed and Jesus Christ was trusted and God saved by grace alone in Christ alone. And then there are others who have a sort of a recollection of a meeting with God. When a wee prayer, and I put it like that, a wee prayer was made. But there's never been any evidence to prove that it was really meaningful. If you find yourself in that sort of doubtful place in your relationship with God this morning, then today can you be, can be your personal misbehavior. That place where you meet with God in his faithfulness, the Lord has helped you so far in so many ways in life, hasn't it? In family, in work, in marriage, in health, in protection, in care, in providing. But today he wants you to get into a right relationship with himself. He wants to save you and help you to live for him. And above all, he wants to make you ready for heaven. In his love and mercy, the Lord invites you this morning to meet him, trust him, seek him. So Ebenezer was a reminder to Israel of the faithfulness of the Lord. Their meeting with the Lord. Thirdly, it is a reminder of a returning to the Lord. I think it's obvious that God's people had been away from the Lord for some years because we read there in 1 Samuel chapter 7 and verse 3, Samuel spake unto all the house of Israel, saying, If you do return unto the Lord, he wouldn't have said that if they didn't need to return. So he says, If you do return unto the Lord with all your hearts, then put away the strange gods and ashtoreth from among you, and prepare your hearts unto the Lord and serve him only, and he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. And we read in verse 4, they put away Balaam and Astroth and served God only. And then we discover in verse 6, they gathered together at Mispe, water is poured out in the ground as a sign of their sin being poured out to the Lord. So here was a people, and there was no doubt about it, they were God's redeemed people. But they had got away from God. Other gods, strange gods, had taken the place that God alone should have had. And as a result, sin had got in. Battles had been lost. Valuable cities had been, had been taken by the Philistines. Peace, there was no more peace either in the land nor even among themselves. All of that was gone. 
And they needed to return to the Lord. And if they were to do that, they had to put away the gods or the things they had allowed to come into their lives, which had taken them away from the Lord. And they needed to return to him with all their heart. And they needed to serve him with all their heart. And when they did that, just when they did just that, everything changed. Verses 5 to 6, the relationship was restored. Samuel prays with them and sin is sorted out before the Lord. So the relationship with the Lord is restored. Victory was obtained in verse 13. The Philistines were subdued and came no more into the coast of Israel. So victory was now obtained. Lost ground was restored. We read in there verse 14. The cities which the Philistines had taken were restored to Israel. Peace was renewed. Verse 14 as well. Peace between Israel and the Amorites. There was a distinctive peace was restored in the land. So Ebenezer is set up as a stone of a memorial of the place where God's people put away these gods, these strange things. They admitted their sin. They returned to the Lord. They got the relationship with him sorted out. And then the Lord blessed. Sometimes the same thing needs to happen in Christian experience. Because for some, they get away from the Lord. For some it can be things which have, and I, the very common things. For some it can be things which have gradually kept them and over time they become as gods in our lives. And our relationship with God and our love for him and our service for him is not as it should be. Because these other things is getting our love, getting our service, getting our devotion. For some it may be something that has happened that has been difficult to understand. And what, the result of that is it's caused a hurt. And that hurt's very real and very raw and very painful. And the relationship with the Lord and relationship with others has got damaged. And that has taken them away from the Lord. For some, it's sin that has got a grip. And their peace in the relationship with the Lord has been taken away. And there's only one answer when our relationship with the Lord is not as it used to be. And it's found in what Samuel told Israel to do in verse 3. And we've read it together and we read it again. It says, return with all your heart to the Lord. And put away the strange gods that are among you and prepare your hearts unto the Lord and serve him only. Wonder this morning, is there a need for someone to return to the Lord with all your heart? Because for some reason, and that reason is best known to yourself, you're not in the place you used to be with him. Has sin been committed that hasn't been confessed, forsaken? Are there things which have become God's because your love for them is more than your love for God? And those things would need to be put away. Has there been a relationship that has been soured? And that relationship needs to be renewed. Has peace been damaged in your relationship with the Lord? And that needs to be restored. Whatever it is. It may have come between you and your relationship with God in your Christian life. The Lord who has been so faithful invites you to return to him with all your heart. 
and to serve him with all your heart. And do that right here in new buildings for the glory of his name and for the glory of his work but above all for the benefit and blessing of your relationship with God. If you do that today you can raise your Ebenezer as a reminder of the place where you return to the Lord with all your heart. Peace with God was renewed and you started to serve the Lord the way you should. So the Ebenezer stone was a memorial which reminded Israel firstly of the faithfulness of the Lord. Secondly, of a meeting with the Lord. Thirdly, of a return to the Lord. And then finally, we conclude now in a minute or two, a reminder to put their confidence in the Lord. As the stone was raised up, and Samuel did that engraving, neither Samuel nor the people knew what was ahead of them as a nation. One thing that was ahead of them was Saul being anointed as the first king of Israel, which would bring its own challenges and problems. And Samuel, the people might not have fully known the future, but there was one thing that they did know, and that was this. The Lord who had helped them hitherto was the Lord they could put their complete confidence in for the future. In the erection of the Ebenezer stone at Misby, Samuel and the people together were fully declaring publicly that whatever the future held, they were putting their whole confidence in the Lord who would help them to this point and who would continue to do that in the future. There is no doubt these days that the Christian church is living in very challenging times. Whenever that spirit of Antichrist seems to be rising rapidly, advancing in the land. And it will continue to do that as the Lord's return gets nearer, that's for sure. The same is true for daily Christian living, where the pressures to be faced are increasing problems to be sorted, needs to be met, prayers to be answered, no unknown future to be faced. But for those of us who are the people of God through saving faith in, 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 in Jesus Christ, we can unitedly raise our Ebenezer and declare, Hitherto the Lord helped us, but also we can remind ourselves that we can put our complete confidence in him for the future. And go forward, standing firm on the Lord's faithfulness and the Lord's promises, for he never changes and his word never fails. I do not know the course ahead, what joys and griefs are there, But one is near who fully knows, and I'll trust his loving care. We know who holds the future, and he guides us with his hand. With God, things don't just happen. Everything by him is planned. 
So as I face tomorrow, with all its problems, great and small, I'll trust the God of miracles and I'll give to him my all. Hitherto hath the Lord helped us, and I tell you he has. And I'll tell you a wee bit about that tonight in my life. And the brilliant thing is, he will continue to to do that. We need to be going forward with that sort of confidence these days. Arise in the Lord. Hitherto he's helped us. He'll help us in the future. Therefore, with confidence we go forward. May you do that as a congregation, pastor and people, unitedly, in this community, in this district, in this county. Can you raise up your personal Ebenezer? A memorial to the faithfulness of the Lord in your life? I think you could. Every one of us. A memorial to a meeting with the Lord as your Saviour? I hope you can. And if not, why not meet with the Lord this morning? And make this your Ebenezer. Make this your mystery. A memorial to where you return to the Lord with all your heart? I can look back at times when I had to return to the Lord with all my heart and serve him. Do you need to do that this morning? Somehow things, things got into your life, taking the place of the Lord and your love for him and your love to serve him. And a memorial to put in your whole confidence in the Lord for your future. Whatever it is, wherever it is. As Hudson Taylor had written on his desk many, many years ago, the Lord has helped me to this point and he will see to it from now on. May the Lord add his blessing to his precious word. Let's bow for a moment of prayer.